You're listening to A Journey in American English. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode and a new week. In today's episode, Chris and I want to talk about one of my personal pet peeves, something that really bothers me, something that I love to hate, and that is the way Americans treat holidays, specifically speaking, holidays that have been imported from other cultures and other religions, like Mardi Gras, Cinco de Mayo, um, St. Patrick's Day, and so on. Chris and I kind of get into the details, and surprisingly, but luckily, he and I have some differences in opinion on whether or not my grievances with respect to these holidays are valid. With that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode, and let's begin. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. I don't yeah. know about you all, but it's been a it's been a long two weeks for me. Yeah, yeah. So do tell. So where you been? What you been doing? So I went to Kansas City for the Chiefs Packers game, which was a great time. Uh, very fun. It was just a long week because I essentially worked an entire week, left in the middle of a workday on Friday, went to Kansas City. Came back on Monday night. Immediately went to bed and went back to work. So it was a it was a good two weeks, but a very wow. tiring two weeks. Yeah. So who won? I don't Chiefs want... won. Oh, they did. It wasn't like... a particularly exciting game, uh-huh. uh, but it you know we won. I'll take the win. Well, that's good. No, I was teaching English to uh, to a German girl a couple weeks ago, and. She was like, oh, you're American. And she was trying to talk to me about like football. And I was like, yeah, I used to play football when I was in high school. Like everyone played football, like when they had gym, you know, like I wasn't like on the team. You just, you had to play it in PE. And I was like, yeah, I played football in high school for like, you know, the semester I had to. And she's like, oh, what position were you playing? I was like, I, no, no clue. <laughs> I have no idea. I was, I was like 15 years ago. I have no idea what position that was. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, well, what's your favorite like football team? Do you like like um like the Patriots or like the, the Cowboys? I was like I was like, you're barking up the wrong tree. I don't even watch football. And and I, I felt really bad because she, she was like super into football and which is very rare for Germans. Most Germans don't watch American football. But every time I meet a German, the first thing they want to do is to talk to me about it. You know, like who's like what what's my opinion on like this football player? What's my opinion on like this football game? And, and I always have to disappoint. It's like, I, I have no opinion. I don't, I don't watch football. But I mean, you know, more power to you. Yeah. Well, it's getting a little more popular. They're starting up a European, another European league. I'm sure it's already existed. Oh, the, football, the Super Bowl is super popular here. Surprisingly. Like, you even get ads for it on TV. So, um, I mean, but you got to stay up for like, like, to like three in the morning to watch that, though. And I'm not doing that. <laughs> I did it once. I was feeling kind of homesick. And so I watched something I would never watch, which is the Super Bowl. And so I watched it and I was like, oh, this is nice. And then <laughs> I fell asleep like halfway through the game. <laughs> yeah, it made you comfortable, like you're at home and you're able to sleep. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually watched a full, full Super Bowl game in my entire life. I mean, but I mean, I mean, I'm glad you got to go down to the city. That's pretty, that's pretty cool to travel for a game. I always imagine yeah. what that would be like to go like to another city to watch a football game. It's like, cool. It's a, it's a good town. People should yeah. go visit. 
Did you bet any money? No. Um, no, I did not. You should have. Aside from, I guess, at my office, we I paid $20 to get into a pick'em league that there's occasional cash prizes for if you are the, the very best that week. Is and that like I did, f- fantasy football? Yeah, so the way pick'em leagues work is, so say there's 14 games in one week. That's yeah. just how a week turns out. Mm-hmm. You pick every single game who you think is going to win, and you assign each game a point value of 1 to 14. So the game you like, oh, this is a sure thing. You put 14 points on it. So if you win, you get 14 points. In the game, you're like, it could go either way. You put one point on it. So if you're right, you get one point. If you're wrong, you miss the one point, but it's not that big of a deal. I put like two points on the Chiefs. It was not as far from a sure thing game. Why one to 14, though? It's just, that's just how it works out a lot. Because there's a max of 16, but it's only Uh going to be 16 if every single team is playing. Is that and how many games? How many teams are in the NFL? No, thirty-two. Oh, they're thirty-two. Oh, see, look, that that shows just how ignorant I am. <laughs> yep, thirty-two divided by two. Ah, uh, okay, okay, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I guess last point on on, on football, unless you want to add something. I always I ask the German girls like, well, why do you want to watch like American football? You know, like we're in Europe, everyone wants you know soccer. And she's like, soccer's so boring. Like, they never do anything. Like, it, you watch, like, a, a soccer game for, like, 90 minutes. And if you're lucky, they score, like, two or three goals. So it's mostly just them, you know, running back and forth for an hour and a half. Whereas with, like, American football, and this is what she said. This isn't, like, my opinion. This is what she said. And she's like, where, like, American football, you know, like, they're always scoring goals. And it just feels more, it's more lively. And you feel like you, you're more invested in the game. And there's more going on. So, it's just more a lot more exciting to watch American football as opposed to soccer. I was like, I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's true. I mean, I, I mean, that's a pretty common point of view here. Yeah, I was like, oh, I've heard that before too. So, I mean, I could I could agree with you, but sorry, I still can't talk to you about football. I really tried though, but <laughs> <laughs> anywho, okay. yeah, anywho. So we're not going to talk about football the whole time, even though I'm, I'm sure we could do that. So. One thing that really irked me growing up was the were, were all these holidays, like these cultural holidays. So you often meet people who say like, oh, I'm one, I'm one fourth Irish, I'm one fourth Canadian, I'm one fourth Italian. And so they feel like they can associate themselves with these cultures, even though they don't speak the language, they don't actually know the culture. But, you know, their great great grandmother was from i don't know from rome or something and so i think because of that we have like an influx of a lot of these i want to call them like pseudo holidays so like saint patrick's day uh, like cinco de mayo um i guess to a certain extent maybe mardi gras Mm -hmm. although i wouldn't call mardi gras like a a fake holiday per se but it's only relevant in like certain sectors of like the u.s and then it gets extrapolated like mardi gras is relevant if you're in new orleans but, well, but other, you, than, other than that, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Are you familiar with the origins of Mardi Gras? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, vaguely. Isn't that, like, like they want to celebrate a lot right before, like, Lent comes because then they have to, like, fast for 40 days or something? Isn't that? Yes. So it's, you know, get it all out of your system before you have to be a good boy for a little over a month. Isn't that the same? Isn't that, like, just, like, Brazilian carnival, though? Don't they do the same thing? Uh... Yeah, isn't that an Italian thing too, Carnival, right before Lent? Yeah, I think that's the whole Lent thing. I never understood that. 
I never understood like just do all the bad stuff and then just you know be patient for like two months I, I never got like the whole the logic behind that but yeah yeah that, and that's... fun fact uh mm-hmm. Mardi Gras everyone thinks of New Orleans in the U.S. uh the first Mardi Gras in the U.S. and a place that still does it uh Mobile Alabama Alabama that, that's a, a very progressive state <laughs> Mobile Alabama mostly known for college football and stuff from what I understand and also their Mardi Gras I didn't know that no I think most people I don't know what you associate with Mardi Gras but for me it's the beads yep like they beads feathers bright colors and drinks yeah and half naked people <laughs> yep that, that's pretty much it yeah because they'll have like parades and they'll go down the street and like throw these really cheap like plastic beads from the top of the floats and they're not worth anything they probably cost like 50 cents at like dollar general but you know people just love getting the beads and so you would collect the beads and we also had mardi gras in some parts of the town but for the most part it wasn't super popular what's really popular is saint patrick's day like when saint patrick's day rolls around like everyone is suddenly irish you know like you, <laughs> you got like irish themed food you have irish themed like drinks you have irish themed clothing irish themed glasses like drinking cups and whatnot but i would i'm not super familiar with irish culture but i would assume it's very stereotypical you know what with like the shamrock and you know like leprechauns like nothing like majorly irish you know what i mean and people are like oh i want to feel cultural so i'll celebrate st patrick's day but it's it's not really an irish holiday in that sense you know what i mean like it's been so americanized it i find it difficult to call that like irish you know what i mean yeah and it's it's pretty much the same everywhere especially the number one food item being corned beef and cabbage which is good oh i haven't had it forever though corned beef and cabbage i gotta make that later then so um butte montana yeah i don't know if they still do but at one point they had a very large irish population i'm I'm guessing they still do to some extent Mm -hmm. so every saint patty's day they do like a big parade a big celebration over there um considering it's not a very huge place like it's it's pretty notable yeah that's very interesting yeah it's a a national holiday but i'll never understand why because most americans aren't irish so it's it's celebrated so it's it's supposed to be an irish holiday that's celebrated by a whole bunch of non-irish people and i i i don't know maybe this is an unpopular opinion but i think it's the truth i believe it's just an excuse to drink i think people just like to use this holiday as an excuse to party and have fun that's a and, large part of it. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't that, think there's anything wrong with that. No, I, I mean, I don't think you need an excuse to drink. I mean, if you're over 21 or 18 in other parts of the world or 16, actually. I, I mean, mean, obviously, I don't have the perspective of someone that's Irish to say, wow, that's offensive or wow, that's cool. Or I don't care at all. I'm sure I'm sure of all the people in Ireland, all three of those opinions are represented by a sizable amount of people. Yeah, I'm um, not gonna. I'm not gonna speak for Irish. I wouldn't speak for anyone besides people from my area of the U.S. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about it, mm. um, the last major celebration holiday in the U.S. before that is New Year's, oh. and then there's Valentine's Day. But not everyone's celebrating Valentine's Day. 
And then there's St. Patrick's Day in mid-March. And then there's kind of a lull for a while. So there's nothing really to celebrate or get excited for. Oh, yeah. You know what? Actually, we're, we're going to wrap around to what we were talking about earlier. Sure. The Super Bowl yeah. is in early to mid-February. And that is basically a national holiday. Yeah. People, there are workplaces that will say, uh, I used to work in a restaurant and we were closed for the Super Bowl. We had a we had a party. That was our Christmas party. And we had drinks and went bowling and there was food and prizes. Which I think is crazy. I think it's good crazy. I don't think it's bad crazy. <clears throat> but it's not like a holiday. But I wouldn't call that a fake holiday, though. I would call that, I would probably call it like the most American thing you can do besides thanksgiving um or maybe fourth of july Mm -hmm. is like the super bowl i mean because that's like through and through like an american tradition with like tailgating getting together at the bar maybe barbecuing drinking beers together watching your favorite sports team you know win or lose so i wouldn't consider that fake um Unless you don't like, unless you don't like football, like if you don't like football and you and you do a Super Bowl party, that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, even people who don't like football, at the very least, they want to see the commercials so they can talk about the funny commercials. The yeah, next day the commercials. Yeah, yeah, those so, are legendary. What's funny? So you have kind of debatable in the Super Bowl. Then you have uh, St. Patrick's Day which we've kind of talked about mostly just an excuse to drink and have a good time. And then I can't think of anything else about Cinco de Mayo, which is kind of in the same boat. Yeah. So like Cinco de Mayo is super interesting because a lot of people, the the funniest question a lot of people ask is when is Cinco de Mayo? And it's the 5th of May for anyone who paid attention in Spanish for like five minutes. It's the 5th of May. So, (laughs) but that's, that's one of the most common questions Googled questions is like when is Cinco de Mayo and a lot of people think Cinco de Mayo is like one of the most important Mexican holidays but it's really not it's like it's one of the most insignificant Mexican holidays and it's not even really celebrated in Mexico as far as I know uh, do you know the origin of Cinco de Mayo who I want to say it it represents the day they had a, a victory in a certain battle yeah yeah not so a they... huge one but you know it's something yeah, there was some there was some small uh, Mexican town that was fighting off against the French and they won. And so they beat the French. And so they celebrated because they're super happy because this small Mexican village had defeated the French forces. Why the French forces were in, in Mexico, I have no idea, but I know that they were fighting the French. And so they decided to celebrate that like every year. And that became Cinco de Mayo. And so some people think like this is Mexican independence. Like this is the day... Mexico became independent from Spain, but it wasn't. You know that hap- that I think that's like in, I think it's in like September or something for Mexico. I didn't pay attention to Mexican history, but but it's not Mexican independence. And so you have a lot of Americans running around celebrating Cinco de Mayo, saying like, "Yeah, like Mexican independence." Which one? It's not Mexican independence. And two, why would you care? You're not even Mexican and yeah well it's a feel-good story i mean yeah true i mean it's a lie like i mean no no i mean like uh even if even the real story of oh yeah mexican village pushing back the french that's a feel-good story we like that yeah i mean that's true that's true and then you get like a lot of these cheap uh i think the one chain that has perverted like 
um, like Mexican culture and food the most would have to be Taco Bell. And so when like Cinco de Mayo rolls around, you know, they change up their menu or whatnot, you know, and they try to sell themselves as being like authentic Mexican like food. And at most, I would say Taco Bell is Tex-Mex and, and not Mexican. But Tex-Mex is really, is really good, too. I like it. I mean, I wouldn't knock on it. This, this is a little bit of a tangent, but are you familiar with the origins of Taco Bell? No, not at all. Not even kind of. So, uh, this is something I saw in a documentary probably close to a year ago. So it might be a little fuzzy on the details, but it's really mm. interesting. I want to say this was somewhere in California. <clears throat> there was two restaurants across the street from each other. One was a Mexican restaurant owned by a Mexican family. And one was, I can't even remember if it was a Mexican restaurant or not, but it was owned by um, a, a white guy. Mm-hmm. And he, everyone was saying like, oh my God, the tacos and burritos over here, they're, they're different. They're so good. They're... So he would go, he would like send people over there and like, hey, eat their food, try and figure it out. And then the owners came over and like, if you want to like figure out what our food is, it's, it's fine. You can just come over and eat our food. And I mm-hmm. guess he kind of figured out what they were doing and then turned that into Taco Bell. I'm sure it's been changed and changed and changed multiple times since then, because that was probably like 40, 50 years ago or something dumb like that. But uh, yeah, that's that's roughly what the origin of Taco Bell is. Huh. I didn't, Not I didn't the most feel good story. <laughs> I mean, Americans love Mexican food, but I think Americans... This is in of itself. I think it's an episode, but Americans love their love the idea of foreign food, but it has to be so adapted to the American palate that it's really hard to think of it as being Mexican or Chinese or Japanese food. I mean, we did like one episode about this too with mm-hmm. like Americanized food, and it's the same with the holidays. Like the holidays, like Cinco de Mayo, is like it's so adapted to American culture that. I would like to think that a Mexican person might not even recognize it. Oh, hundred like, percent. Yeah, that's and that's kind of like what I mean. Like it's so removed from the cultural context that it's really hard to say like, oh, this is a Mexican holiday. And I think not everyone is, you know, well versed in other cultures or their history, and so it, it, you could forgive them for believing this would be a genuine holiday, and they might really actually try and appreciate this other culture. And I think that's. That's laudable, but most people aren't doing their due diligence and they're just kind of going through the flow and saying like, Hey, it's Cinco de Mayo. Let's, you know, let's drink. <laughs> so, and that, that really bothered me a lot as a kid. Um, and my, t- the teacher or Spanish teacher would always say like, no, Cinco de Mayo, it's, you know, it's not Mexican independence and it's not really celebrated in Mexico and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, yeah. But yeah, so that's like the, the second biggest fake holiday, I would say, or like the, the second biggest drinking excuse in in the U.S. And so mm-hmm. what comes after Cinco de Mayo? Like what holiday will we have then? So after Cinco de Mayo, uh, I wouldn't call them fake, but you would have Mother's Day first. Uh, that's definitely fake. That's definitely a fake holiday. What? Yeah, I, if, I would say that's, oh, that's like a, a pet peeve of mine. So it's fake in the sense if you go back to the origin story of like mother's day you'll realize that it's so far removed from what it was that the woman who created it would be turning in her like be rolling over in her grave 
Like, do you know the origin story of Mother's Day? I do not. Yeah. So basically, and like, don't anyone quote me on this and feel free to do your due diligence. But as, as I recall, it was basically a woman who was trying to find a way to honor, like basically just honor mothers. And it was, it was a holiday that was introduced at the beginning of the 20th century, I believe. And she just wanted to have some way to appreciate her mother and other mothers, basically. And she didn't really want it to be commercialized. But as capitalism would have it, you know, the first law is if it can be commercialized, it will. <laughs> yeah. And so it was. And so it slowly became like, hey, if you love your mom, buy something for her. If you love your mom, buy her flowers. If you love your mom, buy her diamonds or buy her jewelry. And I think Mother's Day is incredibly like especially with father's day like if you talk about mother's day you have to talk about father's day like those are the two biggest i guess you can also put valentine's day in there too because those are like the three biggest ways that companies try to get americans to spend money on things that they normally wouldn't spend money on and it's all about like money 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 bye 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 and it's it's not like I guess maybe I'm cynical. I, I should let you, I should let you express your opinion on why you don't think it's a fake holiday. Before so <laughs> this is a lot to take in. Uh, maybe this is just my brain being dulled to it, living in the current capitalist hellscape we currently live in. But as far as commercialized holidays go, Mother's Day and Father's Day are pretty palatable to me. Um, I also do enjoy, you know showing my appreciation for my mother figure and father on those days. So I like, Oh, what, what do you want for dinner? We'll, we'll go wherever you want, or we'll cook, I'll cook whatever you want. Like, just, just tell me, we'll, we'll make it happen. And, you know, Oh, what can I, what could I get for them that would, you know, hopefully improve their lives somehow. I, I probably put way too high of a standard on myself for gift giving, which is why mm. Christmas is so stressful for me. But when it's one gift at a time, that's easy one meaningful gift that's different okay if you if you do it like that then uh, i wholeheartedly agree with you and i take back what i said to a certain degree um definitely i think the idea of mother's day is very beautiful i love my i'm a mama's boy i love my mom too <laughs> yep. so uh i i would like to think that most people love their mothers more or less um so I think if there's like, if there's a day out of the year, you can just say, Hey mom, I really love you. I really appreciate you. Um, here's some nice flowers. I think that's definitely something people should do. The problem with mother's day, at least with what it's become is it's, it's very commercialized and it's, and it basically boils down to, if you love your mom, you have to buy her something. And if you don't buy her something, that means you don't love her. And that's kind of these messages that, that are, are that are propagated throughout these holidays. And you could say the same thing about Christmas, but the difference between Christmas and like Mother's Day and Father's Day is uh, Christmas isn't an artificial holiday in that sense. You know, like Mother's Day was created with the idea of celebrating mothers, whereas like Christmas kind of naturally evolved through like religious ceremonies and like local traditions, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. you, even though you can make the same argument with Christmas and being very commercialized and blah, blah, blah. But we'll get to that part in a second. But yes, you're definitely correct. Um, if you love your mom and it's Mother's Day, you should definitely do something for her. But 
not because you're being guilt tripped, but because, you know, you really love your mom. <laughs> right. And, and so for me personally, my actual mom is like out of my life for oh. various reasons, mm. but uh, I have a mother figure who I'm like, Oh, you're just as good. You're great. 10 oh. out of 10. Greatly appreciate you. Definitely. So I, I enjoy mother's day as an opportunity to show that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it matters whether or not your blood, I think it, you know, family isn't, I think it, it's, it depends on how you want to define family, but for me, family is basically what people do for you and not what they are. Yes. Um, I have plenty of relatives that are blood related and I mean, technically yes, we're family, but do we ever do anything? Do I know them? No. I mean, no, we never do anything and no, I don't really know them. Whereas you know, I have, I have a couple friends I've been with, I've known them for like over like 15 years and they're basically family. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. So uh, quick tangent in my case, Yo. Um, I live with my two roommates. They're a married couple. Um, the husband has been, I've known him since I was 16. So I'm 15 or 16 and I am 27 now. We've been best friends basically ever since. We moved into an apartment with each other in like 2014, 2015. Then we moved to another apartment with each other. Then he got married and the wife moved in. And then they ended up getting a house. And then I moved in with them. And I would consider us family 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And we could do, we could do a whole, uh, whole episode on the origin of the word family and where it comes from. Because I guess we can kind of, you know, move slowly away from this topic. But to in that the the word family isn't actually that old it's only been around for like a couple hundred years um and like in its modern form of like what family means like mother father daughter and son like mm. that's usually what people think of uh, like as family and that concept of family is actually relatively new historically speaking and that's only been around since like like the 1600s maybe um and before that there are a couple other definitions of family but we can touch on that <laughs> Right. Before we, before we get too off track, there is actually one uh, fairly major difference I'd like to point out between Mother's Day and Father's Day. Okay, shoot. So Mother's Day, the usual game plan is a lot of times you take your mother and everyone out to dinner. Mm-hmm. There are brunches and all sorts of specials going on all over the place. It is one of the busiest. Um, it's definitely in the top three busiest restaurant days of the year. It might be number one. Um. Father's Day, you know, getting back to uncomfortable traditions. Traditionally, women usually cook. Yeah. And it's not always like that these days, but it's, you know, it's still a good amount. Uh, usually, Father's Day is an at-home kind of, everyone's cooking at home kind of thing. There's there's absolutely crossover. Um, and uh, Father's Day is also more of a grill holiday. A lot of times, because, you know, dads and their grills, sometimes dads will will cook for themselves on Father's Day because it's an opportunity for them to, you know, a lot of dads are grill hobbyists. So they get to, oh, I want to do this and this and this, and you'll have to put up with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, very, that's a very, very traditional way of viewing Mother's Day and Father's Day. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I don't do anything for either one of them, <laughs> but that, that that's for different reasons. Yeah. But yeah. But hopefully people show love to their family all year round and not just on two days. <laughs> yes, that's uh, no matter how nice you are on those two days, 
You're not a you're not a very good person if it's only those two days. Yeah, it's kind of like the well, I only see my mom on on Christmas kind of thing, which is to me like very sad. Yeah, but so now we're slowly moving into August, September. I don't think there's really any. Or we got Fourth of July, but Fourth of July is definitely not a fake holiday. That's a, that's about as real as it gets here. Yeah, it it really is. I mean. I've been to a baseball game on the 4th of July and I was about to overdose on America. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really loved 4th of July as a kid, um, especially fireworks. That's the only thing you really enjoy as a kid is are the fireworks. Well, I mean, you can like go like barbecuing and stuff like that, but there's only so much you can do when you're 10. I mean, once you're like 21, you can, you know, you can party and drink and go to baseball games and whatnot. Mm. But for me, it was always taking like the, the fireworks and taking the roman candles and having roman candle fights which is super dangerous <laughs> but especially it's the ones fun. that explode yeah yeah so for those who don't know what roman candles are basically it, it's in the name so they're very long uh fireworks and they look like candles basically it's they're like cylinders and you light one end and it shoots out little balls and they're little they're they, they're different colors and depending on like how big the candles are there'll be anywhere between like five to like ten balls in them and a lot of people will light them and then shoot at each other and basically have like a duel and i would do that with my friends and luckily nothing ever happened but i mean i read plenty of stories where it they ended fatally you know so uh or like you would take like the bottle rockets and put those oh like, yeah. yeah and you would put That's those worse. yeah yeah i would take the bottle rockets and i would put them in like a cup and then i would aim them at my friends and we would aim bottle rockets at each other um, there's some uh there's some powerful bottle rockets out there yeah definitely people like lose fingers you know like die like with respect to fireworks in germany it's pretty bad because they don't really celebrate like uh independence that's not really something they do in germany but what they do do is the new year, like everyone else in the entire world. And they also do fireworks. And the problem is, is that they import fireworks more often than not from a lot of Eastern countries, especially like Poland. And a lot of these fireworks are made illegally. So they're not really made by anyone who knows what they're doing. They're like, oh, this looks cool. So I'll just make this like into a firework kind of thing, you know? And and they're just way too powerful. They're basically bombs. And so every single year, you'll read about someone going over to Poland, spending $500 on fireworks, coming back, and him killing himself and maybe two other people because the, everything just blew up. And it happened, and I swear it happens every single year because um, of the use of illegal fireworks. So. I don't know how I don't know how calm that is in the U.S., but over here it, it happens every single year. I mean, there's always stories of people getting hurt, but it's honestly not that big of a deal. It's like one or two things every year. Uh, yeah. One of the things that, that with those sketchy Polish fireworks that reminded me of. So um, I'm I'm sure you've heard of these. They're like the classic, like just big boom, small firecracker, like the M80s. Oh yeah. Or yeah, M88s. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. those are illegal in a lot of places. Are they really? So that they they do too much of an explosion. Do you know what ground blooms are? Vaguely. So just just to explain it for everyone, ground blooms are they're a small tube, 
kind of about the size of a lip balm or lipstick tube. Mm-hmm. You put it on the ground, you light it. Sparks come out of one end, a very colorful spark so fast it spins and it spins so fast. It, it looks really cool with all the uh, sparks and everything. They're fun. So at the fireworks shop on the, re- on the reservation near where I live, because uh, you can sell different things on the reservation because the laws are different. They will always sell defective ground blooms. They are just, they're just M80s, basically. Oh, wow. They're like, oh, we made them wrong. They just explode. Oh, no. (laughs) But you can buy them if you want. (laughs) I I lost all interest in fireworks probably when I was like 20. I mean, I'd rather look at them than actually shoot them off. For me, they're too dangerous. But I guess I'm kind of... Yeah, that's kind of why I like them. I like there being... I'm weird. I like doing things where if I make a mistake, I have to pay a price. It oh. makes it more exciting. I feel a little more alive. Then you got to go bungee jumping. <laughs> what mistake scared. is there to make with that? They they tie it to you, you jump. Or like skydiving. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to get into climbing. Climbing sounds fun. You'd like rock climbing? Like a real mountain? Or like, you know what you do like in like at like a gym or something? Like with the rock climbing wall. Yeah, I really want to do that. That would be fun too. I really want to want to do that. Um, so in Billings where I live, there is a rock formation here called the Rims. It's on the north side of the town. So everyone always knows what side north is. And it's just like this 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 sheer cliff. It's really cool. And people just climb it. Um sometimes kids climb it. Like I, I talked to uh an older family member the other day, like, oh yeah, we used to just hike up there, climb around, bring lunch. Not safe, but it was very fun. Hmm. People hike around there. Uh, people do geocaching, all sorts of cool stuff out there. Geocaching, that would be fun. I've never done mm-hmm. that, but that sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know so, if anyone knows it. Like, well, I guess one last point. I don't know if anyone knows what geocaching is, but basically it's you hide something and like you uh, have to get someone like the coordinates and they have to kind of find it, basically, more mm-hmm. or less. Yeah, um, in hindsight, I knew a family um, around 20 years ago. They were doing this like 20 years ago. So they were they were on that pretty early, like, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one, one holiday I did want to bring up. Definitely sure. not a fake holiday. Nobody yeah. kill me. Uh, Veterans Day, which is November 11th every year. So we just had it. Yeah. And it was absolutely not a fake holiday, but I would say... As time goes on, um, it's observance lessons. People will still thank veterans and all that, but um, my office was open that day. There are people I know who are veterans in that office. They were there that day. There were um, a lot of places I deal with business-wise. Most of them were still open. And I, I don't know. It just feels like people, like veterans and things like that, they don't really... They don't really get Veterans Day off that much anymore, from my perspective. I think if you talk about Veterans Day, you have to talk about Memorial Day, too, because they pretty much go hand in hand, as far as I'm concerned. Whereas Memorial Day is more for people for people who have passed, and Veterans Day is more for those who are still alive. At least that's my impression of it. Um, yes, and Memorial Day, that is a day off. That is most like office jobs and things like that. They, they absolutely get that day off. I think veterans get a bad rap in the U.S. 
because well not bad rap but i misspoke i think they they're treated poorly is what i meant because yeah yeah, for for all the support that you know veterans supposedly get and and how gung-ho americans are and how how much we support the military at least spiritually speaking um when push comes to shove we're not really willing to you know foot the bill and so you constantly read a lot of articles about veterans not getting enough care, them suffering from PTSD, them not being able to work. I mean, everyone has seen like the people on the side of the road saying, you know, Vietnam vet or, you know, Gulf vet uh, can't work, uh, you know, please help. So I don't know. And I think that's one of the, one of the things is like, there's not a lot of observance for Veterans Day, really. Um. I, I would say that's probably why people don't you don't actually get it off um but yeah it's it's easy to say nice things once it's time to actually take action it's harder yeah yeah definitely i, I think that's like very very american <laughs> we yep. love to say a lot you know like we had the bumper stickers which is uh support your troops that was super popular when bush invaded the middle east um but then like we the people were coming back you know in body bags or just you know broken mentally and like the support system for them just kind of failed um or angry yeah 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 very support our troops until you start criticizing the military and like no not not like that we won't support you yeah yeah i mean we can get into the i don't know if we've already done an episode on the military but like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's also one of my pet peeves but there's a lot to talk about there's a whole bunch to talk about but yeah, uh, definitely you should support the the veterans. Um, my stance on the veterans is, I definitely do not support war in any fashion. Um, I think it's easy to support war when you're not the one going off, you know, because I mean you're not going off to die. So I think you should be very cautious about what you support and don't. But I definitely do support and respect the fact that they signed up for something and they're willing to see it through. You know what I mean? So they signed up for. I don't know, like two, four, five, eight years, and they signed up. They're going to do their duty. They're going to protect the country, and I support them for that. But I don't support a specific war, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And so, in that in that sense, I definitely respect veterans for them doing their due diligence and doing their duty, and you know, providing service like they said they would. So, in that sense, well, and- yeah. And it's interesting, their perspective on themselves. So there was a YouTuber I started watching recently. Um, and it was like, well, like his fifth or sixth video I was watching. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about something related to the military and budgeting is why it was relevant. He was talking about budgeting. Um, how a lot of times military units are saying, you have, here is $2 million, you have two weeks to spend it or we take it back. But um he, he said, the reason I could talk about this is I'm, the Air, I'm in the Air Force. And before any of you say, thank you for serving your country, I swear to God, I will <laughs> ban you from my channel. I sit at a desk all day. My job is not anything. <laughs> so some people definitely have that view of themselves. Yeah. Before we run out of time, there's, there's one holiday coming up. Uh, that def- it's definitely a fake holiday. Oh, yeah, um, the big one. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna skip over Thanksgiving because that's the one that comes after that's much more important, which is Black Friday. And yes, that is the bane of my existence. 
Uh, I hate it. I hate it so bad. And I wish it was never a thing. But I guess I'll let you explain what Black Friday is. So Black Friday, um, officially, a, the, a lot of the thinking is after Thanksgiving ends, the next major holiday is Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, and everyone's going to have that Friday off because people traditionally get four day weekends for Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday. So Black Friday, always Friday. That is when major, 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 major sales start happening at all retailers. specifically for that day it kind of stretches a little bit farther now either ways but traditionally it's just that friday so people will wake up at three four in the morning they'll start lining up at best buys and all these tech shops and just get get that deal get that 200 dollars big screen tv or whatever it's it's called black friday because it represents the day most businesses go from operating in the red from the year for the year to operating in the black at a profit really is that the reason why it's called black i didn't know it that. is uh, for the for the longest time i thought it was black friday because you had to be up so early that the sky was still black but nope it's because their margins go into the black oh i honestly i never really questioned why there was actually black in the name but that's super interesting but yeah crazy deals i mean i remember one time there was a tv and it was 1400 usually and then it went on sale for like 300 and that was crazy. And I remember one time I went to work and no one was there. And I was well, like almost no one. And it was like I worked, I had to work at like the, at five in the morning. And I was like, where, where the hell is everyone? Like the shift starts in like 30 minutes and no one's here. And right across the street, there was a Toys R Us. <laughs> oh my God. And everyone was at the Toys R Us buying gifts before the shift started. Um, and he was like, yeah, I've been up since like 11. So I camped out from the Toys R Us. And so they pretty much stayed up like a full day just so they could save like 60, 70%. Um, yeah. And like Black Friday was definitely not a thing when I moved over here to Germany. Like I remember it vividly. Um, it, like no one knew what it was. And so I had to explain to my wife what it is. Um, Cause you know, we were watching stuff on TV and it's kind of like a cultural thing now, I guess, Black Friday, unfortunately. So it does like pop up in like movies and songs and series and whatnot. And so I had to explain to her what like Black Friday was. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. I was like, no, it's really, it's really not. It's like, really it's not. Really, it's really not. It's a terrible thing. Like it's good for businesses, but I've, I, the reason why I don't like Black Friday is because it perpetuates this behavior of consumerism, which you know, we all suffer from, me included. And it, mm. it pressures people to buy more and more and more and more. And plus, people have died. Like, people have been, oh, tra- yeah. yeah, people have been trampled to death um, because the business are like, okay, we're opening at five. And once the clock strides five, everyone runs into the business. And like, you can go on to YouTube and find people who have been stomped to death. Unfortunately, you know, it's very tragic. Usually it's elderly people who've been killed, unfortunately. But but yeah, when I first moved here in 2011, like it wasn't even a thing. And then like three or four years later, I see like, I, sw- I swear, I see like one small sign in one shop, Black Friday deal, like 10% off. And I was like, oh, that's cute. 10% on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sure, why not like 10%? But And then I was like, and that was the beginning of the end because then the following year 
it became like it was bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It was the same with Amazon. When I moved here 10 years ago, no one had even heard of Amazon in Germany. Like no one even knew what it was. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even established here. And I was talking to my wife. It's like, yeah, Amazon is a place where you can buy books because 10 years ago, that's really all you could buy or 10, 15 years ago was, were just basically books. And she's like, oh, that's nice. Like, you know, books, those are cool. And then slowly, you know, then you can buy like, I don't know, like socks and like uh, PlayStation and whatnot. But yeah, anyway, I'm getting a bit off track. But yeah, so Black oh. Friday is uh, the bane of my existence. And I wish it's it would a nightmare. go away. Yeah. <laughs> I legitimately don't understand why people go out. So I don't either. The way the crazy deals that you always see advertised, like, oh, mm-hmm. get the $1,600 TV for $400. Yeah. Those are real, but this is how they get away with it. They will say it's Best Buy. They'll put three TVs eligible for that deal in the store. So everybody lines up at 5 a.m. to get that TV. Three people somehow get one. And then hmm. everyone else is like, well, I'm here. I guess I'll buy something. You really think that's how it works? From what I understand, that is how it works. I think that's how it has to work. You're probably right. Because there, most deals are eligible online. You can't get those crazy doorbuster deals offline, but I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. the day after Thanksgiving. I don't want to no. do anything the day after Thanksgiving. That I might, I might get online and look at a few deals, but honestly, every year I look and it's like, eh. That's one of the reasons. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I guess this is like the last point I'll bring up before we go. Um, that's also one of the reasons why I don't like Black Friday is because it, it makes Thanksgiving less significant because it basically trains people to want Thanksgiving to be over sooner so that they can leave faster and buy something very cheaply, you know, and like in an ideal world, you would spend Thanksgiving and the whole weekend with your family, you know. And then like Monday, you would go back to work. But what with like Black Friday and Cyber Monday, which is, I guess, less of a thing, but still. um, Honest, it's all just one thing now. Black Friday essentially stretches from Thanksgiving to Monday these days. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Like here, at least in in terms of online deals, yes. Like here, sometimes even Tuesday. Like here, they split it. They split it between like Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But the deals for Summer Monday are so insignificant and unspectacular that I'm like, I'm not going to even like bother. But anyway, that was it for me. I don't know if you have a few closing points you want to. You know, I I want to say something good about Thanksgiving real quick. Sure, sure, sure. sure. We're kind of having a time on the day after. Thanksgiving (laughs) is my favorite holiday. Expectations are low, payoff high. Love Mm. Thanksgiving food. I I always offer to help every year, but basically everyone in my family is like, no, we have it. All the ovens are taken. Stop asking. <laughs> so I just show up and help where I can enjoy it. The peak of Thanksgiving is the day after on Black Friday. I'm at home doing nothing. I take 4,000 calories of Thanksgiving leftovers, turkey, mashed potatoes, corn, green beans, gravy, biscuits, things like that. I put it into a giant plastic mixing bowl. I stir it and I microwave it. And that's the <laughs> pinnacle of Black Friday. And I will yeah. eat that in one sitting. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I miss being super, super tired of Thanksgiving. That's, that's a nice feeling. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, so that's it from my side. Um, I don't know if you got anything else to add. If not, I, then... I think I'm good. I went on my, my, my Thanksgiving Black Friday tirade. Yeah, that was uh, definitely super interesting. Yeah, so there you have it. Um, 
a lot of the holidays. We forgot Christmas, but Christmas will be around the corner soon. And we already did yeah, Halloween. Yeah, that's, that's so. a whole, that, that yeah, might be yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, so Christmas, we still got about a month or so. Anywho, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all in two weeks. Yep, see you in two weeks. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.